This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Ullman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Whether you like it or Whether not. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, fellas. How good. are we? I'm good. good. I'm good. Me too. Got good. to see a nice sliver of a moon behind puffy, kind of semi-tropical clouds. Semi-tropical. I saw little, clouds a little as well. hazy at my house this morning. Nice poofs, puffs. It's very nice. It was nice. Did you guys listen to the news just now coming into the break? No, I did. That they were talking about us running out of energy in California. Oh yeah, I did hear that. So if last year you ran out of energy, and the year before you ran out of energy, and probably you're going to have more people using energy in the subsequent years, how would we fix that? Yes, power generators generate more energy. Oh, that would be the idea. Okay. Okay. You know what I forgot to here. do? I was thinking yeah. the big thought, so I forgot to look at the weather for this week. I, people are going to have to take I care of themselves. Were, I thought you were going to bring something with the, the energy into plants in a garden show. I didn't, know, I didn't know what the segue was. Well, the plants know how to take care of creating energy. Well, not creating it, but processing it so that they have what they need as long as they get the... As long as they get water. And? Nutrients. And? Sunshine. Thank you. Yeah. Did you call me sunshine, or were you saying the plants I was need sunshine? Looking at Mark when I said it. Okay. <laughs> I, I saw the smile. Aw, I did bring you guys gardenias today for. Yeah, you did. I you saw know, that for, for well, gar- not a not. Well, I guess one each. Yeah, yeah, you did good. What do you mean not enough? You need your own gardenia flower, well, sort of. I well, he brought three, I, and there were three of us. I he didn't bring that, one for himself. That's I guess true. I'm a giver. You are okay. Always have been. But why did I bring three gardenias? Because you had them. And you wanted to. You claim that I, they you, all smell different. You don't believe so? I don't know. They look different. I don't care. Yeah, they definitely look <laughs> They all smell good. Well, yeah. they do. They, they all, all smell, smell good. Well. But I have had people asking which one smells better. And I don't know the answer to that because they do all smell very good, but they do each smell a little bit different. But different doesn't necessarily mean better. Good or better or worse. Right. They're I, very comparable. I agree. Right. That's yes. why I prefaced it with they all smell gooder or really nice. Okay, really so nice. there are three different types. You guys are not working with me. What what is going on here? What are you talking? I'm about? feeling I'm feeling attacked. You're not working with me here. <laughs> no, no, no. We're <laughs> no. fine. Well, so go, 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 on, on, about, go, go on about the gardenia. Yeah. Please go on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just happen to have three gardenias blooming all at the same time, so I brought them to share with you, so that if anybody asks you which one smells the best, you could say August well, I don't beauty. Know. Yeah, all August of them beauty. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> the one I didn't bring in. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I, uh, the Gard- Gardenia Thunbergia. The yeah, other those, one. I, one those, another one. Another one you didn't bring in. And the Radicans. That one really <laughs> smells good. Thanks, guys. I appreciate your support. 
Yeah, they all smell the same to me. I mean, I'm, there is a little distinctive. I mean, a little difference. I think one. I think mystery yeah. might be more powerful. But I mean, at they're, least they're very similar. To yeah, me. but I think they smell very similar. Yeah, is the big one uh, first love? First love mystery vichai vichai. The benefit to the vichai, even though the flower is a fraction of the size of the other two. There's more of them. You oh, get so you get many more, more. They right. bloom over the, a much the whole, longer. The whole plant turns just about white. Much yeah. and over a much longer season. And True. the Thunbergia, it does smell good. It's, I it agree. Looks, it looks but it's a late, distinctively it's a late, different looking flower. Yes. Correct. And yeah. you get a big piece of fruit on it, too. It, yeah. It's a late bloomer. Yeah. Usually, I, the nursery usually blooms in August. And it doesn't last as long. The no, flower, the individual no. flowers don't. I think and, it's a pretty. I think it's a unique plant. I like the the way it looks. Yeah, it is really pretty. It I is. Think it's really I, pretty I totally agree, yeah. and it is the rootstock for the grafted gardenias. Correct, and also the, the seed Nelson pod. Gardenias. That fruit you were talking about could be a tremendous danger, depending right? on how one tries to access it. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yes, once depending on how you try to get to the seeds inside that very yeah, that hard pod cone. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I didn't know we were going to jump saw. into these. I we, didn't know it either. But we, we had a customer come in two days ago, I believe, at Poway, and she had a bunch of branches that she brought in from her gardenia and said, this is growing from the bottom of my gardenia, and it just looks different. There's something wrong with my leaves. And Uh-oh. so we explained to her that it was a grafted variety, and that was the... the There's um, a rootstock. The you have to be yeah, very, you have right, to be very vigilant stock. on that. Yeah, so I brought her out front. I brought her out front in the Poway store and said, this is what happens if you don't maintain it you end up with this beautiful plant that's not what you started with because we have that in front of the store. Yeah. Or, and, and I don't those, know what... The, those were grafted, probably mystery gardenias. Mysteries, right. And they're the, just beautiful yeah. thunbergias. They're, they are. They're, they're spectacular. And they're pruned right now. They look nice, but they're not what she was looking for. We were not diligent. Right. Hence Ken, yeah. Ken saying you and have that, to be diligent. That, that thunbergia rootstock is so, vi- it's yes. so vigorous, you, you really have to keep an eye on it because once, uh, once a little sucker gets going... If you don't get it off of there, it, it'll it'll take, take it'll over take over. It'll, yeah, it it really will. And that's why it makes such a good rootstock for the other ones because it is so vigorous. And that's just Monrovia that makes the now right now yes. yes. Well, it's funny because people still come in uh, to the nursery and they all they ask about the Nelson Campbell. Gar- Campbell. Campbell's. Campbell. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry yeah. about the Campbell's. You know, from uh, Coronado. Yeah, yeah. Still. It's pretty funny. Well, and you know, it was funny when we we basically were the ones that talked Monrovia into right doing it, and they had been doing it for a, a year or so, and they came in and said, you know, we're we're not going to do grafted gardenias anymore. And we're, what what are you talking about? I said, well, they they don't sell. We're, we're they they don't sell. I said, no, they do no, sell. They do sell. You're not selling them, right? You know, you you you're. Your salespeople don't know the benefits of having a grafted gardenia. It's the truth, and so they went through and they they changed the way they changed the way their salespeople were doing it, and now that's pretty much the, almost all of what yeah, we sell. They're right. switching over. Yeah, they're switching over. All, all, all the tags will have the name. It'll say like mystery or August Beauty, and then parenthetically it says grafted on the tag. Correct. Yeah. It is. It is a. Far superior plant instead of cutting grown. Instead of slowly declining and dying, they grow and thrive. <laughs> yeah. That they do, but they exactly. still. I mean, they still need the slightly acidic soil, according to their tag from Monrovia. David's saying his doesn't 
get that kind of care and have thriving. What kind of care do you think mine gets? Probably nothing. Bare minimum. Gets occasional watering only as directed by a doctor or pharmacist. What what do you feed it? it? Occasionally as directed by a doctor or pharmacist. Probably some grow power or a broken bag of something else. Okay. But I I don't feed them very often. It's not intentional. And and what about about the, the culture... East, West, how's it, what kind of sun they is it get getting? a full half a day of, of hot sun, East County mm-hmm. hot sun. And the Vichai is not as lush looking as the two less than five feet away that get more shade from the house in the afternoon. So, so, the, so they're getting more afternoon shade, that, so that half day of sun is morning sun. Yeah, but except, for, except for the top parts of the plant that are now over the okay. roof of the well, the roof line of the house, so they get sun much longer. Well, people typically put gardenias in too much shade and over water them. Typically. I mean, it's... Yeah, I've, I've got a... I've got a... It's either a mystery or a first love. Probably a first love in the backyard. It gets no direct sunlight at all. Mm-hmm. It, it's... It's bright, but it's not... there. It's it's in the shade of the house. It's on the north side of the house. And and, and it stays fairly moist. And, and it it's perfectly happy there. Right. It's, a, it's about four feet in diameter. Well, yeah. Yeah. Do you get any bug problems with it? Because sometimes in the shade they are more susceptible to the, I agree with to you the that mealy too. bugs and yeah. the scales and things. Nothing no. nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing and consequential. Nothing consequential, exactly. But what, what it does get, which I think every large flowering gardenia gets, Thrip. thrips in the yeah. flowers. Mm. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, let's just take a quick look at the flowers. I don't think in. I have ever seen a, gardenia, a big gardenia flower. Without it, a thrip in it. It's interesting you say that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's. Well, wait a minute. David's going to prove you wrong, maybe. Nope, you found some? Not sure. It doesn't, you know, I have seen them when they are covered with little. Oh. We're That's testing. Me. That's me slapping a flower on the table against a white piece of paper. Yeah, there, it is. To, there it is. Well, there's not ran, very many. It ran under the. It ran but there under are the. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. There is a thrift. I told you. So, okay. as Ken said, However, <laughs> never seen yeah. Wait a, a minute. gardenia flower. But there's three flowers and only one thrip. Okay. Well, we don't know which one it came exactly. from. Exactly. So, still. probably but two of is... these three did not have thrips. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is so, that do you, do you, uh, I know you, because of the way you, you take care of your plants, you probably don't go out there and prophylactically spray in any way. No, but I have sprayed them with horticultural oil once or twice this year. Because of the the mealy bugs or yeah, we have one on the porch that gets just a little bit of afternoon sun, uh, and it gets it does get some mealy bugs periodically. But slightly changing the subject, I had a customer come in yesterday that recognized my voice and told me she was heartened by the fact that on occasion I don't take proper care of my plants, and it made her feel better about herself. <laughs> so, well, that's the you're a role model, Dave. <laughs> You can learn things yeah, from just, everybody. You can learn. A, you can take a lesson it's from everybody true. in life. That is, that you is know, the that, truth. That reminds me of that commercial for the seat belts. You can learn a lot from a dummy. <laughs> Buckle your safety belt. <laughs> right? Oh, no okay. kidding. Yes. Exactly. yes. <laughs> exactly. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, we would love to talk to you. Uh, just a quick note. Uh, I think we mentioned it last week, but once again, garden classes are going to be starting up in both stores on July 10th. Yep, next Saturday. A week from today. A week yeah. from today. Uh, Richard Wright's going to be kicking them off in Poway with the uh, 
fruit tree class or fruit tree care fruit tree care and i think ted's doing our house plants house plants yeah care and culture yeah right yeah and um, to get a whole list of the cart the garden classes that are scheduled you can check out our newsletter uh which if you don't get it emailed to you you can find it at walteranderson.com in the newsletter section where we have we actually have archived. every every newsletter we ever published. Oh, really? Uh, is archived there. Yeah, very good. So, and and if you don't have time to scroll through all the newsletters, it's there at, under classes as well on our on our page. That's on true our, on our website. Yeah, yeah. So you can check that out there. What if they just choose not to, but they have time? Then is they it can still do anything there? they want. They it's still there. there. Okay. That is correct. It is still there. Yeah. Or you can look on Facebook where we often post them as well. And then we also had. Uh, an interesting thing happened last week. We were mentioned in the Wall Street Journal. David. Well, David was. David really. David was interviewed by the Wall Street Journal, and they called me Mr. Ross in the at the very bottom. Okay. The last sentence. But I haven't found I haven't found it in print. Right, just on the electronic, the, the web just version. The, but it was kind of nice to be in the paper and it not be a negative. Yeah. Yes. Arrested today in yes. San Diego. That was all. <laughs> and it was and it was the article was about the. Drought in Cal- water in California. Yeah, I was going to say, and what was se- the article about? Yeah. It was about water. And Southern California being in a better position. Much better position than in Northern California where the rain falls. Or doesn't. Or doesn't, yes. as, yeah. the, as the weather may dictate. Yeah. But we, we are paying more for water than just about anybody else. But we have it. And there's something to be said for that. Especially in the plant business. Especially in the plant. And, the, and those that love to garden. Correct. Yes. Right? Do we all agree? Yes, we, agree. we do. Yeah, so we I, I showed it to my, my mom and my dad. But growing up, it was the test was if, if this came out and was on the cover of the L.A. Times. It wasn't the union. It was, if it was on the cover of the L.A. Times, would you be proud or ashamed? That was our litmus test growing up. And so it's in the Wall Street Journal. It wasn't on the cover. But, but you could be proud. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad. Yeah. And Timothy's out there watering some alyssum while there's not very much water in the north. That's sad. Very, very sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it was. I thought it was. I thought it was kind of neat because they were the they were the ones that searched us out for it. And I, was it they? Did they call the chamber? Chamber, they chamber of called, Commerce. Call the Chamber of Commerce, and the Chamber of Commerce said, "These are the people that you need to talk to." Go, go talk to. Go talk to and, they, and they flew him out here. He wasn't. He wasn't. He's from San Francisco. Yeah, he, that's we, right. He flew down, met his photographer. They took some pictures. They went to San, San no El Capitan. Did which did they, you guys check him that they didn't take any water back up north with them? Any uh, of our water? I did not, but I did make sure he had no excess water when he left the nursery property. Okay. Did take care of that. Um, Interesting. Yeah, the desal yeah. plant gives us fifty thousand acre feet of water per year, a, which is ten percent of what we use here. Up in Carlsbad, yeah, ten yeah, percent. Yeah, that's a lot of water. And then they doubled the volume, uh, the capacity of San Vicente, which I notice every day on my way home. Right, yeah, the dam. They full. increased, the, yeah, it they increased the height of the dam. Yeah, that was a good move. It was an excellent move. It was a good move. If you want to give us call eight eight eight. Three four four eleven seventy is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ. Kate and Laura, stay on the line. We are going to talk to you when we come back from this break.
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same. But it's all right now. I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We'd love to talk to you. We are going to head out to Allied Gardens where Kate is waiting. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Thanks for having me on your show. Your show is great, and I feel a little deprived that I wasn't listening to it for however long it's been on. But as I walk around my neighborhood, I listen to the podcast, and I'm starting with January of this year, and what a great show. Thank well, you so thank much. thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so I have a question for my neighbor. She's been wanting me to ask you, but I want to first tell you about my other neighbor who has like a jungle growing out in her front yard, and she's got it trimmed and manicured. And when you walk past her house, you walk under a canopy of you know, different plants, flowering plants, some not. And she talks to them and she says, look what this gal did. She gave me a little pup and she shows me. (laughs) She's really adorable. But my call, my question is about my other neighbor who has a plum tree that isn't producing. And she was told she should go out and hit it really hard with a bat (laughs) to stimulate it to produce. What do you think about that? I don't know how effective that would be yes you know remember the guy that (laughs) advocates rolling up newspaper and beating the trunks of trees when they're dormant to help them come out of dormancy better i thought it was i thought it was rolling up newspaper and hitting the flower clusters on avocados to get them to get the pollen to move around but yeah yeah, i it what what probably has happened or what may be happening is that she may have an avocado that requires a pollen or a a plum that requires a pollinator because uh, and I and I live two doors down from her, and I have a plum tree, and it's only two years old. I think our plum trees are about the same age, and I probably have two dozen plums on my tree, and she says she has none. She said the first year she had a handful. Okay, so okay. she did have it. So, it did fruit. So that's. Do good. you know what variety yeah. it is? Just out of curiosity. I don't know what hers is. I have a Santa Rosa, but I don't know. Hers. Yeah, Santa Rosa is self-fertile. Uh, Satsuma, I know, requires a pollinator, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's usually a Santa Rosa is what we recommend as a pollinator. I'm trying to I can't. Any chance it's a, a high and chill? We plant? have a lot of bees around, so I, you know. Well, yeah, it's all birds, flowers. Well, and that that that's a that's a good question. Is if the tree's not flowering, then you're not going to get any fruit. Regardless of what variety it is, it, if the if it doesn't produce flowers first, you're not going to get any fruit. So that would be the the first question that I would ask her is is does the tree flower? And it usually will flower before it leaves out. 
Yeah. She and wants I, to know she should hit the trunk with a bat. Yeah. No, I don't think I would do I that. It wouldn't okay. hurt. Well, well, it might hurt, it might hurt your wrist. Oh, yeah. 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 It depends on how hard you, you swing, know, I suppose. Yeah. But, um. I have a, a neighbor who had a pear tree that wasn't producing fruit, and he was out trimming it, and I asked him if he knew why or how to trim his pear tree, and he did not, and it had all these little short stems Spurs. along the... Yeah along the branches and he was trimming those out because he was just developing a framework and in doing that he was trimming off all of the fruiting wood every year so make sure one one very plausible reason is it's a variety that requires a pollinizer and it's not getting it and then two is and how could she get it then i mean is to my my assumption is if it had fruit on it the first year then i mean then it's it's got got pollinated from something somewhere, so I mean that's a that's a good thing. I mean if but I, I why it didn't flower fruit or well, we didn't determine that right? Year. Did it flower this year? Did it have a big clusters of flower I, all over it? Because that would be the question to find to get get the answer to. Did it flower? Did it flower? Okay, I'll ask her that. I'm not sure. Mine certainly did, and I have you know fruit, but well, I don't know a, about I mean, her. It's the thing. Every year is a little bit different. I mean, so right. and, and watering and temperatures and things like that make differences so um and the the flower buds are forming in the summer of the season before and if they get stressed then you won't get those flower buds so there's all sorts of questions you're going to have to go out and and grill your neighbor like we are doing to you right now and get those answers okay (laughs) okay can i ask one more question certainly uh, in listening to your podcast, I must seem like a real chucklehead because I walk around the neighborhood laughing you know, at your show. It's just hilarious and informative. And I was listening to a show in January about roses. And um, you mentioned Ada Perry's, and I was hoping you could spell that for me. And then the other question was, is how difficult is it to get some of the roses that you see like over in the Balboa Park Rose Garden? Well, it uh, as far as... As far as Ada Perry's is concerned, it's A D A P E R R Y apostrophe S, and you'll okay. you'll only find it at our stores. That's that's a, oh, okay. that's a proprietary uh, proprietary item that we sell. Um, oh. <clears throat> as far as the, what's in the rose garden is concerned, I uh, last time I was there, all the roses were named. Uh, they had sign. They had signage. They are. Yeah. I, yeah. If you just I, bring, I have my favorite, and I was wondering how hard it would be to get my favorite one over there. Which, which what? What is, is it? That? George Burns. Oh, yeah, that yeah. should be easy. We, we easy. typically have it every year, but yeah, I mean, oh, so yeah, yeah there, it shouldn't be a problem. You should be able to get that in uh, late December or early January. Right. Great. Yeah. Do I need to put in an order for it, or you just always have it? Typically, we usually get it. So, yeah. I mean, it's one that we usually get. So maybe we, I mean, if we know early enough and if we start, because we don't get the same roses every year, but but we can should be able to get that one for you, I believe. It yeah. should be All on right. the list this year. Yeah. Yeah, take a keep keep an eye on the website. Just uh, give us a call. In, like, in November, yeah, the, exactly. the rose list will come out, and then... Um, you can also give us a call in in November, and we can put you we can yeah, put we, your name down and uh, let you know when they come in. Okay, and then to get the newsletter, I go onto your website. You can go. You email. can go. You can go onto the website, and if you want to put your email address in, it'll be emailed to you every month when it comes out. Oh, great! Can I do? I have time for one more question. Sure. I have money wart that I got from your store um, as a ground cover mm-hmm. underneath my fruit trees, and. 
um, a lot of it looks really great. And in fact, the first year I put it in, it flowered. It had the cutest little yellow flower on it. But this year it's looking a little um, patchy and brown. Is that fertilizer? Is that watering? Is that sun? Is Yes. Typically, yeah, it's one of them. It's typically a water issues. I mean, I don't know what's changed. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, if it looked beautiful initially and... Uh, have things they are, changed watering? Money wise? word is thirsty. Yeah, it's it's like, very, it yeah. likes it's a lot of water. So okay. that would be the first right. place It's going to probably want far more frequent watering than your fruit trees need. Correct. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so I might have to rethink that then, huh? Yeah, unfortunately, that happens a lot. Or at least, with, at least under the drip line of the tree. Yeah, true. Outside yeah. of the drip line, it should be okay. Oh, it seems like it's the opposite. It seems like inside the drip line, it's okay, and outside it's kind of brownish and dried up. It could, yeah, could, it's could shaded, be maybe yeah. the could shade. Be, could be yeah. a water issue there too. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you okay. very much. Thank you very much for the call. You have a great Fourth of July. You too. Bye bye. Goodbye. Under it, the shade of the tree is doing yeah. better. That, so yeah, yeah would use less water sense. if it's under the shade. Correct. Yeah. If you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. Um, speaking of Ada Perry's. Now is the time to do the yeah. summer pruning on your roses, which I need to and do. Feeding. Mine are out yes. of control. I need to get out there and, and trim them up. But along with the summer pruning, oh, that's a great time to put a second dose of uh, Ada Perry's down on your roses and yep. and feed them. Rejuvenate. Yep. And yeah. if you follow label instructions, like most of us here don't, but on the back <laughs> of the Ada Perry's package, it says to feed it twice a year, January and July. Correct. Here we are. How much does it say to give each rose bush? Two and a half cups. Depends on the rose. It depends that much. What is that? Four inches. Well, no, I think it doesn't. <laughs> it say you know? one, one to two, one to two cups per rose bush. Isn't that what? I think the, that's the correct. Yes. Label like that, yeah. so. And that's about what you would use for. Well, grow power. It's two handfuls for me. Yeah. So. Yeah, about this much. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. If you use products that don't burn, you don't have to be. You could be a precise. little sloppy, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and if you use products that do burn. Just be careful. You'll learn. Yeah. You'll learn, yeah. yeah. I remember my my dad would come home. He'd bring home a bag of sulfate of ammonia and go uh, out and throw it throughout the yard. And you could just, see. Just burn the heck out of everything. And my mom would get so mad. And then, like, four weeks later, it's just, boom. Beautiful. Everything is just incredibly yeah. lush and growing like crazy. That's good, yeah. yeah. Because so, sulfate of ammonia is... It's all nitrogen. It's all it's nitrogen. It turns everything green. Twenty-one percent nitrogen. Twenty-one or twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty-one zero zero. It turns everything green after it turns it brown, or right. if it doesn't turn it brown. Yeah, and and triple sixteen will do that too. Yes, yes. it will. If you're not careful. But that's why I, using organics, which I typically use, I, I am very sloppy with it because what I tell what I tell it's tough to burn. It's tough to burn. I said if you're overzealous and you put a lot, all you're you're wasting money, but you're not going to harm your plants. No, not at all. You know, even though they don't burn, you know what I like to do after I go sloppily feed? Water them in thoroughly. Well, yes. and wash it off of the foliage. Oh, I, I do yeah. that as well. Yeah, especially Grow Power Plus. The the, the pet soil shrink pet can it, can yeah, cause yeah. problems with foliage. Right. Uh, foliage. Foliage. Yeah. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Laura, stay on the line. We're going to be talking to you next when we come back from this break. You're listening to Garden Talk on KPRZ and KCBQ. We'll be right back.
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Uh, if you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go out to Rancho Penasquitos where Laura's waiting. Good morning, Laura. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing fine. Thank you for holding. I'm a, oh, sure. I'm walking around my garden. <laughs> Kate, <laughs> um, I'm a gardener in training, by the way. So you started well, you already passed the test, but you already passed the test by being out there bright and early in the morning working in the garden. <laughs> Dogs will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, uh, you're talking about grafting. Um, I, my mandarin tree, the orange tree, it's in, potted, but um, every year about this time, it comes up with this stem that has thorns on it, and it seems um, different than the rest of the tree. I believe it's the grafted part. Should I be cutting that off? Yes. Yes, ma'am, you should be, and you are correct. It is different. It is the rootstock. Okay. Okay, that's, that's my first question. Okay, uh, and you, that, that gardenia talk got me um, thinking about it. Thank you. The second question is, I'm helping my parents across the street, and they have a lime tree that they've been putting a lot of TLC into, but I think something's missing. They have fruit, the limes. It's a beautiful green tree, and they have limes that are about the size, a little bit bigger than the golf balls and smaller than a tennis ball. And it's light, and it's got this, it's white inside, and it's just got about the size of a dime of the actual fruit. That sounds like so, rootstock too. Yeah, that, that that sounds like the fruit that the rootstock produces. It's it's very very pithy, very little uh, flesh inside it of it. Has no smell. Has yeah. no smell. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, it sounds like the rootstock has taken over on that one. So, how? What do I tell them? I mean, it's a. It's in, that one's in the ground, and it's probably about ten feet tall. Does any portion of the tree still produce a normal lime? I don't know. So I'll have to get down there and look. Take take a look um, and see if there are two types of foliage on this tree as well. And sometimes mm-hmm. the rootstocks take over completely because the other part dies back, but sometimes it's just a portion of the tree. So if you can tell... Distinguish, yeah, the, the okay. good part from the old part or the bad part or from the, the desirable from the undesirable it's full of this fruit which i thought was lime do i remove all of those if most likely no... you're going to cut them you'll cut all that stuff off i mean that the, stuff being okay. the branches the branches, the branches yeah. yes does this okay. fruit 
is there any value to the fruit to you or your folks? Um, not at this point, but yeah. I know they'll be greatly disappointed with all the effort they did. Yeah. Then cut it all off and yeah, look for yeah. a different leaf. Look for the portion of the tree that doesn't match up with the portion that is producing this unusable fruit. Okay. And, and if you look closely, okay. you may find that those, those branches that are producing the fruit are coming from below the graft line. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds like I've got some work ahead of me. Yes, just, <laughs> just a little. Bit. Yeah, just a little. Is this a good time to cut it? Sure. With, with the weather? Yeah. If it is the undesirable part, yes. Get rid of it. So, it and is the stress not... on the other part, it, it'll be okay. Should be fine as long as you're caring for it. I mean, watering and feeding. You should, yeah, you should be fine. I mean, if you okay. open it up too much, I guess... Um, I mean, if there's a lot of foliage, it's gone, and all of a sudden you have a lot of open branches in this kind of heat, maybe. What do you think, Dave? Well, the yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of the situations. I mean, I guess if you eyeball it and, and see um, if you're going to cut a lot of this stuff off and you're opening up a lot of branches, if, if perhaps yeah, you if might want to wait. the interior yes. to yeah. sun that hasn't been... Uh, exposed before you, you run a risk of sunburning the the uh, trunk. Yeah, so you might. I mean, theoretically, at that point, yeah. you might want to wait. But I mean, to be honest with you, I think it'll probably be fine. What you guys are saying is absolutely one hundred percent true. But okay, what she has there is Useless. nothing right, right no, now. I agree. It's a good point. So yep, I yep. say, damn Do the it. torpedoes! Full speed ahead. You're right. Yep. Oh, my dad will like that being a submariner. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Very good. thank you. You're welcome. Have a great 4th of July. Thank you, you as well. Okay, thanks for calling. If it's a famous movie quote, go ahead. Never what? mind. Famous no. movie. Can I say it? Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, 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 I'm done. Oh, Please. Done. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let, let him be done. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> if you want to give us that'll a call. Be, that'll be a first, actually. <laughs> if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Um, that happens a lot, by the way. Uh, just the, yeah, the, the fruit, yeah, on, uh, yeah, on citrus. We're con- or, we're constantly yeah. uh, breaking uh, off rootstock correct. shoots, uh, suckers, correct. Uh, even on the on the stuff that we have. In yeah, the and, if, and if you're not out there and you don't really pay too much attention, things just take over quickly. Well, and if, you're, and if you're not aware and you Co- see this correct. this vigorous this growth, growth. We, I mean, we, people you're just, excited. You're excited. Look at this. It's growing really well. And then all of a sudden you've got these big branches on the outside. You've got this great tree. And then you've come to find out that that's not the desirable piece. Yes, it's the truth. And the interior starts to die, and that's all you're left with. Yeah. When I moved into the, the house where I live now, there was a, a tangerine tree that was enormous. And when I went and looked more closely at it, 75, 80% of it was sucker. Yeah. And there was just a tiny bit that you could kind of see of the different leaves. And I went in, and I don't know what time of the year it was. I just said, to heck with you, and I got Correct. rid of it all. Um, and now the tree is a full, fully functional tangerine tree, and it went from 20% or so, maybe Jeez. less, of desirable to the whole things there, and I got rid of all the suckers. It just So you rehabilitated it. Now, I did. Yeah. And now it is a functioning yeah. member of your plant society. And while it is a good idea to pay attention to the time of the year and probably not the best time to do it, if she has nothing there, I say just No, go I, for I completely it. agree with you. Right. I completely agree with you. Because it's, I mean, why wait and get rid of it? 
and there's a, a beautiful, I was so excited, it would look like it must have been, been a seedling citrus right off the side of 67 out in Lakeside. And I was noticing every day when I'd drive by, the fruit was getting riper and riper. And You got to pull over. I did. I finally went to pull over because I was going to harvest it, and it was going to be this new seedling, and I was going to name it, and it was going to be the greatest thing in the whole wide world. And guess what it was? Rootstock. All, all rootstock. Sure. It was that awful. Trifoliana. Trifoliana. Yeah. Rootstock yeah. and fruit. It's about the size of a golf ball, and it just is awful. It has no redeeming it qualities. It wasn't even worth pulling over. It was, really wasn't. And then I had to hike down this little hill, and I did not fall and hurt myself. Well, Were you trespassing good. at all? Probably. Um, probably. Yeah. But I, it was, it was that's, outside that's of the fence. A, that it was wouldn't between. be a first for Hey, me. now. Hey, now. I'll tell you, I mean, my. He'll travel anywhere for fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know that. But the one time I got in trouble for trespassing, I was up in the neighbor's sycamore tree trying to get mistletoe at the wrong time of the year. They I were having a party, and I was, you know, 50 yeah. feet in the air. And Mr. Ruane wasn't very happy about me being in his tree over his house. It was that's not little, the finest that's moment. That's a little creepy, yes. <laughs> was that almost the, the L.A. Times front page? Would that would have be been different. <laughs> if I'd fallen and then gone through the roof of his house, it would have been. And I probably would have had pictures, too. No doubt. Mm. No doubt. Yes. <laughs> it didn't seem like a bad idea at the time. It never does. <laughs> <laughs> There's some truth to that as well. You know what? I have not seen a lot of this season and it's usually something that comes in all the time, is blossom end rot. It's funny. We just had somebody yes, uh, yesterday. Yesterday as well. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but you're right. I've, we I've, only had had, I've only had one person come in, that's... and they, they brought in a bell pepper that had it. Oh, really? That, okay. And that, that's the that's it. Two I yesterday. had, not, had, I had not a tomato it. yesterday, or not Thursday, I guess it was. But, yeah. I had a tomato and some squash yesterday. There's a Oh, you did? Yep. The squash a... looked like it was may have been more sunburned. They're all susceptible. Yeah, that's why we recommend that when you when you're prepping your. There's a new article that Adams was showing me last week at the nursery about blossom end rot. Oh. I was new? reading. I read the what, article. It's what's a scholarly new? article that that says that they don't believe that calcium is the culprit. It's, really, it's the culture, but not the calcium. Right. right? But it's, but that's the only article I found, and I searched through IPM and others to. To counterdict it, but, but but it's new, right? It, relatively new, a couple years. Oh, okay. Right? So they were saying it's not a lack of calcium, and they did tests and studies of the fruit in all different stages, and it's not the calcium, but it is the the stress and the the changes in mo- soil moisture and the growth. Well, that was one of the things that I always tell people is you got to yeah. keep the you've got to keep the soil even evenly moist. Otherwise, the calcium will fall out of solution, and the plant can't pick it up, and can lead to. But allegedly, plasma. it's not the calcium; it's just the. It's not the calcium. There, yeah. So there, so there's enough calcium in the soil. It's just that the plant can't pick it up, or no, that no. it's not related. It's to not the, related to calcium at all. Not, correct. Right. I know. Okay, well, that's that, that, I, okay. Then well, that goes against everything. Thirty-five years of everything. experience. Correct. Right. Correct. Wow. But it's the. The same causal agents. It's the same things that we say yeah, prevented it from getting the calcium. Out and the inconsistent, inconsistent watering, watering yeah. is the key. Yeah, the key. So you have to yeah. be consistent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. 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 Good luck with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, wow. That, that is the truth. But again, so, I only, well, I only how, found that one article. George, how, how, and how, in all this time, they that's what they've come up with now? Well, this was doing 
tests in all the different stages of the fruit and how much calcium and I mean, there was all it 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 looked real. But it was, and I it read looked, it and it I read a, it online. Yeah, but it was only one study. That's true. So we'll continue. We'll continue to research. We will and have find to more information. We will have to do some more research. We're on the cutting edge. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Bruce, stay on the line. We're going to talk to you when we come back right after this. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're heading out to Pacific Beach where Bruce is waiting. Good morning, Bruce. Thanks for holding. What can we do for you? Good morning, guys. Yeah, we're still here in Pacific Beach uh, suffering with our hydrangea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I called you a couple weeks ago. It's got fungus. We've got the neem oil. Spray did one application on that. It did absolutely nothing to it. Well, when you treat so, mildew, it's not going to make the mildew go away, but it'll arrest its spreading. So the mildew that's there will still be there, and the neem oil should do a decent job of controlling it. Um, but with but more it, than one application. But it won't. The new growth should come out clean, and if it doesn't, then either do more applications of your neem oil, or get a real fungicide. That isn't as natural well, as neem oil. I mean, well, you can even... The leaf that's damaged is not going to get better, right? Yeah. I mean, so I mean, you you could trim it off, but I mean, it's still going to look. I mean, it, it is going to be what it is. Is it's just hopefully okay. you don't get the new, the new uh, growth doesn't. It should come out clean. Than, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then another question: When you trim the flowers on it, did you cut that stem all the way down? Yeah, I, I probably would. That's an aesthetic thing. It yeah, doesn't it, it doesn't matter to the plant. Correct. So you can cut it just above the next set of leaves or a couple down or depending on how you're trying to what shape size it, you're trying yeah. to shape it to, cut it wherever you want. Okay. All right. Well, great. Thanks for the info, and I'll, I'll keep you updated on the progress on it. <laughs> okay. All right. Please do. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you have a good 4th of July, guys. Thanks, Thanks you too. Take care. Thank you very Take care. much. It's not going to get crowded in PB where he is. Oh, no, no it'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it'd be a big deal. He, he inspired me because he, when he called before and you were trying to 
get me to say neem oil, and I had said copper. Um, Capri had wrote me and said, well, we don't use anything because I'm kind of a lazy gardener, and we have powdery mildew all over the hydrangea. So since that day, I have since the, his call, I've gone out and every week now. I've been spraying copper to help reduce the. Has it worked? It seems to be working. It hasn't been spreading. It's like we just said. It's on yeah. this, the other leaves, but it doesn't seem to be spreading. It, it doesn't make it go away. Right. Although usually it'll etch the leaves and they'll get a reddish tinge to them where there had been. Mildew. Where it used right. to be. Correct. Yeah. yeah. We're going to go down to Chula Vista where Alan is waiting. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Good morning, guys. Doing doing well. What yeah, do we love do? you. Love your show. Thank you. And uh, I have a question about a gardenia bush I heard you talking about early in the show. Uh, my neighbor has a gardenia uh, that was planted by the previous owner in memory of her husband. Mm-hmm. And the guy that lives there now, he just doesn't uh, do much gardening or anything. I'm not sure he knows much about anything, but uh, it looks like it might have scale on it. The, the branches are rough on the outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, but it has uh, gardenia blossoms on it, but the, it just doesn't look uh, look right. You know the the foliage and everything on the bush. And I just wonder, um, is that a, a, a situation where you have to have to spray it with horticultural oil? Most likely, yes. Yeah, if that's if, what yeah, it, if, if scale, if yeah. scale that that's what I would do. Uh, scale or the uh, bio advanced three in one. Either either one should take care of it. Um, but yeah, if it's if it's got a bad scale infestation, that can just it can sap s- just the, yes. sap the it sucks the life sucks out of the life out literally. literally. Yeah. yeah, yes. The three in one is good because it'll take care of any other issues as well. The only uh, precaution is just make sure you're not spraying it where there's anything edible. Okay. And if it's in full flower, I mean, it doesn't really matter what you spray it. You're probably going to damage the flowers anyway. Yeah, and if they're if they're open, they're, it'll probably burn the flowers. But the the buds themselves, correct, probably would be okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to take a look at it now and see uh, what stages. And I, I can see it from a distance. Uh, it's uh, you know it has the blossoms on it, the flowers. Mm-hmm. But when you apply that horticultural oil, uh, how, how do you actually apply it? Hose end sprayer is the best way to do it. Um, the, I, you can you can use a trigger sprayer, but it. If it's a big it's plant, tedious. it's not. It's right. tedious, and it's not. It's not going to give you real good coverage. Hose end sprayer would be would be my recommendation. And just getting the product in the ready to spray, the one that you hook directly up to the hose, is a very good way of doing it, so that you are not pre mixing oil and water, which sometimes has a tendency to separate. Sometimes just just make sure the plant is well hydrated before you spray. If you're going to use an oil in in this heat and spray it towards evening, yeah, okay. yeah. Watch out. Would, I recommend not spraying horticultural oil if it's going to be over 85 to 90 degrees. So just so watch the temperature. Either early in the morning or late in the evening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the best. So the hose-in sprayer, do you just put a certain amount of oil in the sprayer and then just hook it up and, and start spraying? Well, if you, do, if, you don't, if you don't have any of the horticultural oil now, um, you can actually buy the concentrate with the hose end sprayer attached, and then you just hook it up to the hose and spray, and you're good to go. If you if you have you a sprayer it, yeah. and you want to, and you want it depends on the kind of sprayer that you have. There are some that you you set the dilution rate on the sprayer, and that's the that's the best way to go. Um, if it's two tablespoons per gallon, you set the sprayer for two tablespoons per gallon, fill it up with oil, and spray, and then when you're done. Since you haven't pre-mixed anything, the you can pour the oil back into the bottle again and and save it for later. Yeah, it just siphons yeah. it out. There are some sprayers that you have to pre-mix to make it work, and those 
I, I typically don't recommend them because you have to use everything that you that you mix up to make that work. Okay, good deal. I'll, I'll talk to him about it. See see what he says. He put some kind of a homemade concoction on it, and I just, yeah, I talked to him last summer, I think originally, and and uh, he put this concoction on. It. He said, "No, I know about some stuff that I'm going to try on it, but it just doesn't seem like it really did anything." Perhaps so not. Yeah, I'll talk to him about it and if. Uh, if he if he's agreeable, I may just try it. Just okay. to Very good. Push. Very good. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Okay. Have a great Fourth of July. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Bye. You too. I read about this concoction online. It well, should you know, it should work. Some yes. of them work for. I mean, like some of the the oil. I mean, the um, insecticidal soap homemade concoctions work for soft bodied insects, but not for scale. Scale's a tough cookie to to deal with. It's a tough shell to crack. It's a tough shell to yes. crack, so to speak. Okay. We're going to head up to Vista where Vince is waiting. Good morning, Vince. How are you? Uh, good. Good morning. I was going to ask, uh, I have a, a problem uh, ongoing throughout the years of uh, curly top virus in my tomato plants. And I'm wondering if there's any varieties that might be better to plant or if there's any technique you're growing them where they're less likely to uh, come down with it. I, I don't know of any that are curly yeah, top virus resistant. Yeah, resistant. I don't know any either. I, but that would be a probably a big Google search to try and narrow it down i i haven't seen varieties that are labeled that way have you ever uh, dealt with it though in your gardens i haven't i have i personally have not um although i you know when the other uh, a week or two ago we were talking about it and i had read that article with the what looked like curly top on tomatoes was actually um herbicide drift herbicide herbicide drift drift. That was yeah. Well, I'm, I'm certain it's not that because I, I've, I've I've done quite a bit of reading on it and I haven't really found much useful information. But I, I locally, you know, I, I both in Vista and San Marcos where I've grown tomatoes, that's been a recurring thing. It seems that maybe if I get them in really early, I might have a little better luck. But I basically pulled out about 15 plants the other day, and I only got like one tomato off of those, and then. Uh, like I said, it's pretty frustrating. Yeah, but, you uh, know, what, what, yeah, I could, I could understand that. What you might try is just letting the letting the area go where you're planting them go fallow for for a season or two, and see if that helps reduce the reduce the infestation. What's the vector? Are you looking it up? Well, is it I, I remember we were, Ken and I were talking about it. We were uh, it's a leafhopper, so the leafhopper brings the virus. But it, it it comes from one of them is from beets. So if you have a lot of beets around, you have right. it, you we can get you can get it. Huh? I've I've not seen that commonly. I no. I have yeah. I have I'm not either. I'm not saying that. So we'll have to do a little there. research and see what we can find out yeah. and post maybe on our Facebook page. Vince, yeah. thank you very much for the call. Uh, you've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I've kept lots of beets around my tomatoes and have never had an issue with it. I. Uh, before jumping to curly top in Southern California, do we have much curly top in Southern California? Not that to I'm my aware. knowledge, no. Yeah, I'm not. It's not something. It's not something that I've run across on a, on a common basis. Yes, you've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Have a great Fourth of July, everybody. We will be back with another hour of Garden Talk next Saturday morning at six o'clock. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. 
That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.